He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back here on Hack City. I'm Joe DeLeon. Joining me as always, my former teammate, former roommate from the University of Rhode Island, that being Mr. Sean Anderson. Today we have a slate of week three games for FBS football. Today we're going to be talking about Ole Miss playing Tulane. That could be a sneaky game. Also, Texas at Alabama being the premier matchup of the week. And then it's kind of a who's who for the remaining games. Was debating Nebraska-Colorado, was debating Wazoo-Wisconsin, ended up going with Texas A&M, playing Miami. Sean, how are we doing today? Uh, You know what? I I hate Greek Greek yogurt, and I I didn't check a label, and I got Greek yogurt uh, in a parfait today. And I was just, it's just awful. I hate Greek yogurt people, but it's just shame. Wait. Shame to all of you. What did you think was Regular in yogurt. Regular vanilla the- yogurt. Not Greek. I do not like Greek yogurt. There's not much of a difference. There's a big enough difference Why? to I me. Don't- it's gross. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, actually. You're- Greek yogurt is you- disgusting. <sighs> Your pushback has made me solidify myself as knowing how gross it is. Why? Because I like Greek yeah, yogurt. Yeah, you like weird it's, stuff. it's the same. Okay, plain Greek yogurt is and vanilla vanilla Greek yogurt, vanilla yogurt, it all tastes the plain same. Yogurt except the plain Greek different yogurt. Different than Greek yogurt. You have the palate of a toddler. I've said this on that's the show. True. I just don't like times. Gross, yes. Things. That's Greek yogurt that's is what a toddler gross. would say. No, Greek yogurt is gross and stinky. Oh my God, you refuse to acknowledge it. And I think everyone is always going to take your side because you're so much bigger than I am that they're going to assume, oh, Joe's just being mean to Sean about his palate. No, no, I have a better palate than Joe. And I hate that I didn't want to have the the palate of a time. No, 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 no. That's not true. All we talk about on the show are things that you won't eat, Sean. When have we ever said things that I won't eat? What won't you eat? There's nothing I won't eat. I eat most things. Well, avocados, yeah, we've talked about that. Baby diaper, uh, cottage cheese, baby vomit, right. uh, Greek yogurt. Right. It's kind of in between the two. Other than that, I'm really, I'm really not picky. I've gone up on tomatoes. Liver, Will liver, liver. I'll, I'll walk in front of a bus before I eat liver. Oh my! Uh, ch- uh, have you actually? Here's one that I know that you won't eat. I've done before. They do it at the. The Brazilian steakhouses or like the Portuguese steakhouses, um, chicken hearts. Chicken hearts. Would you do chicken hearts? I'll walk hearts? in front of two buses. But I had here's the thing. I had escargot. No, 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 no. I had escargot. It was delicious. It was delicious. You, you act like that's such a refined thing. To a lot eat, of people won't eat snails. Eat a lot of people won't eat things. snails. I bet you wouldn't. I bet you'd love to eat a brick. Would you, I, um, would you eat a snail? <laughs> Go ahead. You eat snail? Yeah, I would try it. Oh, I would try, try it. I, I don't. It. That's the difference between palate and, and, and until the thing's sitting right in front of you. No, it's no, it's not. That's not. No, that's that's literally how that works. Is that if it's if I'm willing and open to eat something, that means that I have a better palate. No, than no, no. Your palate is what you, you have tried. Eat. Palate is what you have tried. I have an extensive, okay, very fine. expanded palate. But I and it's rough. Oh, so you're I know saying what I haven't? I know what I don't like, and that's stuff that looks like it came out of a baby. So you're basically implying that things you've eaten but don't like means you still have a good palate because you've consumed so many things incredible. that you refuse to eat a second. Yes, incredible time. palate. There's other. It, that's not it, how that's that works how it works for me. 
I think you would struggle in many of the regions of fan bases that we we have for this Where? show trying to eat the local you name food. One. I don't know, I'll come up with one. Name I'll one. Come up. Would you eat gator? Yes, I would. Would you yeah, eat alligator? Eat alligator? Why wouldn't I? The bullshit. I don't believe you. About? I absolutely don't believe you. All right, we're wasting time here. We got games to talk about here for week two. Um, Sean, I want to start us off with this old Miss versus Tulane game. And as I said, leading into it, this is a sneaky game. I think that, first of all, both these teams looked really good in their first games. Ole Miss played Mercer, who we've talked about on the FCS version of the show, that Mercer sucks. And they blew past them 73-3. Jackson Dart looked as good as ever. And then a game that was surprising but did not get any run, and I think everyone should pay attention to leading into this matchup, South Alabama versus Tulane was supposed to be, by most betting lines and by most analysts, a close game because they're both good quality G5 programs. Tulane blew the doors off of them. They dominated them. It wasn't a perfect game, but they dominated them. I'm not saying that Tulane's going to come in here and upset Ole Miss, but I think that this game could quite possibly be closer than some people anticipate. Yeah, this seems like a scouting the helmet versus scouting the player type thing, and I see a lot of analyzation going that way. Tulane's ranked 24. Uh, Ole Miss is ranked 20. We're pretty close. Uh, We're sitting kind of close here. Let's let's not make a decision, though, based on where these teams are ranked. I'm saying a lot of people aren't going to realize that they're close in the rankings nationally. So they're going to think it's blowout Tulane. And, or blow out, okay. Ole Miss is going to blow out Tulane. Ole Miss looked fine. Ole Miss is good. Tulane's really good. Tulane's good. Tulane's solid. They have a great quarterback. It's going to be a much closer game than expected. I'm staying away from this betting wise. I'm staying away. I, I, you could, oh, you couldn't yeah. get me close. You could not get me close to this game. You 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 no. you, you could tell me it, it, you're not. It, I'm not getting. I'm not getting near it because it's just going to be a good fun game. They're going to get a three thirty. Is there anything good on at noon, or is this just going to be a hey? Let's just get it going at two thirty. We'll crack, we'll crack them open then. Delaware versus Penn State oh. is a noon, ga- noon noon game. If you want to watch that one, <laughs> no. But to to break this game down a little bit further, uh, Michael Pratt is a really yeah. good quarterback, and I have spoken on him as a draft prospect. Ryan Roberts, my co-host, had him included in his top five quarterbacks for the draft class, which is a pretty telling sign that the guy is a really good football player. Ty J Spears is gone, but they still have a quality offensive line. And then Jaquan Jackson exploded in this past game against South Alabama, where he went over hundred yards, two long touchdowns. He only had three receptions. So that yards after catch is just a silly number. They have some weapons. They have some juice. This game, again, I'm going to continue to repeat this. It could be a lot closer than we anticipate. And if there is an upset watch alert this week, this is 1 million percent the game. I said it during the offseason a couple times too. I'm not really going off of the fact, and I think it's kind of lazy to do the, well, Tulane beat USC in the bowl game, so that means that they could beat Ole Miss. That's not my reasoning. That was playing against USC in a bowl game when they weren't trying. These teams are different. I do think that Ole Miss's defense is good, and Jackson Dart, if he plays – better than he did at times last year, they're probably going to be fine, and this could be a two- to three score. Yeah, game. a couple more takeaways from Tulane's last game that they are going to need to fix before this one. Uh, penalties, they had seven penalties. You can't have that many penalties. You just can't. And then their third down defense, tough. Uh, South Alabama went eight for 13 on third down. You can't let Ole Miss mm, go eight for not, 13. Yeah. You can't let Ole Miss go no. eight for 13. And if you're going to, you better have a higher clip. 
uh, or a higher rate, whatever. Because uh, Ole Miss last week, 50%, they were four for eight. Got to get off the field on third down. I, I have to bring up, though, here's the, the chaotic fold oh. to this, and listeners, feel free to get pissed off. You know, I love the chaos. Okay, so it sounds like we're both in the boat that we think that Ole Miss win this, wins this game. And look, I, I'm I'm very high on Ole Miss. Ole Miss has been featured uh, as one of my top teams in the SEC. I forget where I put them in my recent power ranking that I published. But let's throw this into the fold. Say Tulane wins this game. Say they pull off the upset. I mean, we just saw an improbable upset happen on Monday night when Clemson played like crap against that was Duke. Great. Duke was fun to watch, but... They had all the juice, and that's what helped them win that game. It's an uphill battle, but if this happens, if Tulane pulls it out, we need to have a real conversation here, a real, real conversation that the SEC is down this year. Oh, yeah. Because in week one, all of their non-conference games, they struggled. They didn't look that good, except for all the FCS and non-conference small P5 G5 games, teams. They look bad. Yes, the non-conference P5, that's that's the key takeaway here. South Carolina and Florida both made this conference look really bad. I tried to bring that bring that up And LSU. Blake. LSU he made immediately... them look bad. LS... Oh, and LSU, LSU made the SEC <laughs> look weak because they gave up. Yes. That's what that's, that's not what LSU the second best team in the conference. Did. You know that you, LSU is no. supposed to be at least fighting until the fourth quarter. But that's my whole point here is that if I, I, here, I'm going to go as far as to say this to make this a real okay. point because a lot of people are going to dismiss it and be like, oh, Tulane's not going to win this game. If this is a one-score football game, this is a down year for the SEC. I'm putting that on I the I know table. you're serious because you're waving your finger a lot, so I believe you. I, I, I don't think you're being Shut hot takey. What? No, no, I'm saying I currently see Joe sticking his finger right in my face through the camera, and that's I'm, how I'm I not, know. I'm not that's I don't throw it out of focus. That. Hey, easy. shut up i I don't think you're far off though i don't think you're far off and it's not a hot take or a crazy take to say that the sec has come out slow and they haven't had the uh same intimidation factor of being the sec as of recent years nobody wants to face off with georgia that's a fact nobody does Mm. but teams three to twelve or three to fourteen it's like hey it's no Hendon Hooker anymore. Let's see. Let's see if Joe Joe uh, Milton can beat us. Let's see. Let's see what they can do. Spencer Rattler had right. a good completion percentage. Can he beat us? Can he win? What's it, it? It's open. The door is open. They left the door open. Maybe they got a little fat and happy, and they decided, oh, we'll leave the door open. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, I just think it's a transition where all these quarterbacks left last year. They went on to the NFL and whatnot, and it's it's a bit of a reset right now. We're in this reset period. Another game, Sean, that really could make some waves, could really cause some problems, is Texas traveling to play at Alabama. I'm going to be very straight to the point about this. As much as I want to ride into the 
oh, the SEC could be down if Texas beats Alabama. Texas is not going to beat Alabama. No, they're not. I said it last year a little, a little too confidently, and I'm going to be just as confident. Last year, they had all the energy of them playing at home and the, you know, we got the chip on our shoulder. We played way better than everyone thought we would. Man, I I can't find a way to back Texas after watching the way that they played against Rice. And, you know, you want to sit here and go, oh, they won 37 to 10. I believe the stat was Quinn Ewers was like 0 for 8 on passes over 25 air yards, like something like that, which is horrendous for a guy that's supposed to have a big arm. I am really, really worried for Texas in this game. If they can't stretch Alabama deep and they can't get splash plays in the passing game, I, I don't think that they can win this football game because Alabama, the way that this new team is structured, Bryce Young is gone. Jalen Milrow and Tommy Reese showed us how this team is going to play. They're going to rotate multiple running backs. Jalen Milrow is going to get a lot of carries. He's not going to throw the ball that much, and they're going to grind you out. This is a throwback to when Jalen Hurts was really freaking good for Alabama. They're going to grind you the hell out, and they're going to slow this game out. For teams that approach games like that with the new timing rules and the new clock rules, it is hard to keep up if you're not creating splash plays on the opposite end. And I don't think that Texas can play that game of we're going to get into a rock fight with you and grind you out as well because the run game was, was pretty weak against a terrible Rice team. I don't know, dude. I think this could be a recipe for an embarrassment for yeah, Texas again. Uh, we are on the same page here. Texas was a 35-and-a-half-point favorite versus Rice. They didn't cover. JT Daniels isn't that good to, to be able to not cover versus uh, – to be able to, to cover versus Texas. He's not that good of a guy yeah. to be able to match that. He's also the only player outside of like Luke McCaffrey on that team. That team stinks. <laughs> Texas has a ton of skill. They have skill and talent at tight end, wide receiver, uh, quarterback for sure. Uh, they got some defensive players that I like. But boy, am I not confident in Steve Sarkeesian in the least. I just do not have the confidence. I don't have the confidence about him going up against his old boss in Saban. No confidence mm. there. I don't think that – I'm not saying he's lost the locker room. But he's not a good enough coach to go into Alabama and beat Alabama. What's his track record been? What's it shown? You almost beat them last year at home. I think that it's a really bad stat. I don't think he's ever. Wait, I want to look this up. He's just. I think he's a fine. He, I think he's evolved from when I was incredibly critical of him at Alabama and in the NFL as a play caller. I think he's evolved into creating a more dynamic pass scheme, and I think he utilized Bijan Robinson really well last year. Those are facts. I still think you can get – he is susceptible to getting coach circles around. If, if, if you are able to catch him slacking, you will definitely catch him, and, and you could put a 30-bomb on him. I, I just feel that in my gut that he does not have that capability when, when it's, oh, now I got to step up and – call the right play when they're calling every single right play to counter that. I don't think he has that club in his bag. I just don't. And I think he's got uh, one of the most talented teams at Texas that he's had since he's been there. Maybe the most talented team that he's had. Um, The stat that I pulled in an old article, he's one in five against top five teams. So like he, he has a lot of trouble in these matchups here. Here's one thing though, that I want, I want to throw out there because like I, we try to, 
give these previews on both sides when we talk about these teams. If Texas can win one, first of all, as I said earlier, Quinn needs to be more accurate. He needs to be more on point. He needs to set up his guys to create space. He can't be throwing the ball delayed as hell like he was doing in this Rice game. But most importantly, they need to find ways to attack all of the young young guys on Alabama's roster. There are a lot of true freshmen that are playing significant roles for this team. And as good as those players like Caden Proctor, like Caleb Downs, like eventually if Ruben Owens continues to be rotated into this running back group, or not Ruben Owens, uh, Justice Haynes, I always mix the two of them up. They, If they properly attack them, those guys are talented, but if you go after freshmen and one of them folds, it leads to a weakness. And with young football players, and there's a lot of them on a team, we witnessed this when we were freshmen, and we played a lot of freshmen. We were really bad. We weren't obviously Alabama. But you start to see a lot of guys start to doubt each other. When one guy starts to struggle, it's like, man, what am I going to do on my next play? They're coming after me Happen too. Quick. And that yeah, that confidence really starts to crumble. You have to attack those players. They might be good, but if you can get in their heads, it can lead to good results. On the yeah, team. for Alabama, I think uh, this, is, um, this just comes down to Jalen Milrow and he, him being able to step up and organize the offense, carry the offense, and make mostly right decisions. Because I don't think Texas's defense is good enough for him to need to make all the right decisions. It's not like when you're playing Georgia. When you're playing Georgia, you need to be on point from play one to play 65. Alabama, uh, you have a little more – or Texas, you have a little more leeway against their defense, but that doesn't mean you can go out and throw two picks. It definitely doesn't mean that. So if you can go out – run for a couple th- uh, first downs, move the chains, stay within himself. I think that he can definitely put up points on this Texas defense and show, hey, I'm the Alabama number one. So all that chit-chat in the offseason about who it's going to be and, oh, my God, is he ready yet? This is a game where he can really just just shut all that talk down. Yeah, that's actually the the last piece to to kind of round that out and bring bring that you know point to light here. Another attacking point is Jalen Milrow. And talk about a guy that hasn't played a ton. Yep. His weaknesses have shown up when you've loaded the box and you've said, Jalen, throw the ball. Attack us. It kind of happened against Texas a last year when he played uh, filled in for Bryce Young when he was hurt for that, that short stretch. Milrow looked fine against Middle Tennessee State, but that's Middle Tennessee exactly. State. We need... We need to find out if he can make plays on third and long. It's it's a thing that we talk about a lot on the FCS show with quarterbacks who struggle throwing the ball. So Milrow is going to be another player that needs to be attacked. Um, do you have any other thoughts on that before we move I, on to the next game? For a third start quarterback, it's not even all the third and longs for me. It's what do you do on downs one and two? Do you look? Are you are you putting your team stagnant? Are you putting them back? Are you able to get yourself in a third and manageable? Because if, if you're handing the ball off, you're handing the ball off, you've done your job. But if you have a, a, a second and five, right, are you going to be able to convert that on second and five and keep the offense really flowing down the field? Or is it going to be a third and five where you have an opportunity to get blitzed and to have another incompletion and then you have to punt? So it's just those – maybe second down might be my key for J- Jalen Milrow to see how much he affects the rest of the game on that specific play. Texas versus Miami, that game, or Texas A&M versus Miami. Um, this game, I, man, these games on paper sound fun. This but is the like, toxicity could also bowl. Be I thought ugly. LSU at Florida State oh my last week was going to be the toxicity bowl. This might be even worse. 
Definitely, this is the toxicity bowl because even more so than LSU FSU. Because let's be honest with ourselves, these are two fan bases that are notoriously annoying, even when they're bad. I will say this though: both of these teams are heavily improved from when they played each other last season. I think this game is going to look completely different. I liked what I saw from Texas A&M. I really think that that Connor Weigman is going to be a dude in the SEC for the next couple of years until he moves on to the NFL. Live arm, can throw on the run, can do a lot of really nice things. And it helps that his receiver room is explosively talented. That is a ridiculous thing to be drinking water out of right now. Um, you have... What the hell is wrong with you? Out a, do a you show. A beer jug to drink water. It's. It, I got. I can get a lot of water in this thing. Drink out of something normal. Drink out of something normal. Every time I get disrupted, you know that that's going to disrupt me. You damn well you know that that is going to disrupt my chain. Me getting a, a, a learn how to not have comically large objects that aren't normal. I drink for a comically ama- a large amount of water. I try to. Okay. So God forbid. I, I don't like having to get up and go. Get up and go. Get up and go. Every time I finish twelve ounces of water. Then. Buy, buy. You know what? I do the same damn thing. Buy a, a that looks crazier than what I have. Jug. That looks stupider than what but I. But I'm have. not drinking it on the show. I'm not drinking it on the show. I'm, while well, you're I'm talking. not going to sit here with a dry mouth and try to broadcast and be and have a have a bad bad voice going on. I refuse to do that. You pulled no. You know I what didn't you did. do anything you know exactly intentional. What you just did. Except beer, hydrate. Beer God forbid. A comically large beer mug that you just pulled out. I am really high on Connor Weigman because of the receivers that he has. Evan Stewart, Anias Smith has been around for seemingly forever. I feel like he's been there for so, so long. Uh, defensive line, McKinley Jackson, all those dudes are, are freaking stout. I will say this, though. Miami's offensive and defensive line looked really, really freaking good against Miami of Ohio. And I know that it's just Miami of Ohio, but I think that they're going to be a factor in this game. My main last bit before I let you chime in here, Sean. I'm not putting any stock in Texas or in in Miami though because of one reason. Tyler Van Dyke oh, yeah. stinks. I've said it on this oh. show a million times. I am wa- I am so tired of watching him struggle <laughs> against teams like Miami of Ohio where he's just making horrible decisions, throwing the ball into obvious traffic situations and turning the ball over. They got too many dudes on Texas A&M for him to make those mistakes. I I'm, I'm leaning Texas A&M heavy on this one. Here, I'm going to speak to the Texas A&M faithful right now. <clears throat> and I'm on your side. Okay. You shouldn't root for your team to win this game. You should not root for Jimbo Fisher to beat a, a program with enough momentum like Miami. Because he's going to be hanging around for another year. This is another win. This is a win that will get your team just enough momentum to get enough wins for him to preserve his job for another year. And I know his buyout is incredibly wow, so negative. High. I know his buyout still in the 80 millions, 90 million, whatever. It, it, it's insane. But it, you might want Miami to win. So you can just take the cyanide pill, thug it out for a year, get a new coach because it's shaping up. If Texas A&M wins this game, you're going to have another year, Jimbo. And you, he's going to do it again the next year. He's going to be super tight with a really good team, or he's going to win against a good team, and it's going to be like, hey, look, these recruits I brought in in 2021, they're seniors now. This is the year. This is what we're going to be doing. It's just the cycle is going to continue. The cycle of Jimbo never fails until you decide to put an end to it. So Miami has a chance to try to put an end to it.
if you're sick of it. If you like Jimbo, d- d- pray for you. I'll pray for you. If you don't, then then you should not be rooting for an Aggie win. I don't think that the floor is going to fall out on out on them this year, like I thought that that it was. So, <laughs> it's okay, week for two, brother. Move, there's plenty of time move. for this floor to drop. Oh. It's week two. We just got into the castle. We what? We we got it through one hallway. How many more booby traps do we have to evade before we get to the top of the tower? What? Separate from that, that was a weird. I'm not happy with it. Just made so. Yeah, you're usually pretty good with analogies. That one was pretty terrible. Separate from that, though, thoughts on this game? Uh, it'll be fun. I mean, the the Miami's defense is fun. Miami's defense and some of their uh, uh, players uh, are, are really uh, uh, fun to watch in the game. Uh, Cam Kirchens uh, on the defense. Kitchens. Kitchens. I thought there was an R in there. Cam Kitchens. Kitchens? Kitchens. It's the Kitchens. K-I-N-C-H-E-N-S. Okay, Cam Kitchens is very – Leonard Taylor is also really fun. That's the second player I was about to mention. Let's watch them carve up some other guys on scholarship. That's what I'm looking to see. I'm trying to see how good are you yeah. when you're playing and Miami of Ohio, whatever. I'm not going to uh, – yes. We saw what happened. How good are you against Texas A&M? Because this is the game film that we're all going to be looking at. This is the film that all your uh, Jody Leone scouts are going to be looking at, seeing, oh, who were they playing? Texas a He did this versus Texas A&M. Okay. I can be in on that. So it's it's a good showing. It could be a good showing, and they have enough players where they could keep it tight with Texas A&M. Their offense, Tyler Van Dyke, you brought up a very good point. I mean, gosh, if there was Sucks. somebody on the show that thought Miami had a chance a couple of years ago when he was there, they should not be on the show anymore. Sean <laughs> Anderson. Um, did you actually support Tyler Van Dyke? You actually thought that? I think I think I had a Miami is back a uh, uh, little <laughs> little phase. I know. Trust me. It's not great. It's not great. But uh, Miami's defense could keep him in the game with Texas A&M. Texas A&M, and, and A&M obviously has a lot of playmakers. They just need to not get in their own way. Oh, let's see what Petrino and Jimbo do. Let's see what they cook up on the goal line. Who's making – oh, it's just it's just so much. There's so much catastrophe that could happen this season for them. And I have no re- reason to root against that. I'm here for the catastrophe. I love it. All right, let's get to these betting picks. Um, we're going to be watching these games really closely, obviously. I dominated Sean in last week's betting picks. Four and two, you're now two and four. Can Sean recover? Already starting to go down to the very slippery slope. Also in FC estimates, which we're going to get to in the other show. Slippery slope, Sean. You better watch out. You better watch out. out I'm betting Put the finger Savant. When it comes to college football, man, that phone call that you're going to have to make is going to be so... So learn how to spell words. Learn how to spell words in the in the document. You don't know how to. What did I? (laughs) You don't know how to spell there. That's just unfortunate. You changed that while I was talking. Um, my first pick. I am taking Purdue plus three versus Virginia Tech. I think Fresno State really well coached team, and they surprised Purdue. I'm not in on Virginia Tech, so I'm going to take Purdue with uh, plus three. There, you call me a crazy person. Purdue plus three. They just lost. They lost to Fresno. How was Virginia Tech favorites? The, okay, that game. Has, I don't know. I don't know. That was an easy line. I got that on bet online. Did they do a home and home for That's basketball really and decide we'll loop football in it? What are we? Do? Oh, this schedule is drunk. That might be the case. Um, All right, what's your first? My one? first. Another drunk schedule here. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting. I'm taking Oregon, giving seven points to Texas Tech. That's 
Oh my God. That's a yeah. great one. Oregon's better. Oregon's a better team. And if Texas tech wants a shot, you just got to play super physical. That's what you got to do. You got to be Texas tech that could beat Texas and not Texas tech that did whatever the hell they did last week, losing to Wyoming. Ugh, that was an awesome game. Uh, my, my second one, Texas A&M minus four and a half versus Miami. Um, I think that there's going to be some late points that gets thrown up on mm. the board. Kind of like the LSU Florida State game where it just looks way wider than it probably was. Uh, but there's a lot of explosiveness in that, that Texas a and Okay, offense. I don't hate it. My second pick here. This is a, a game that you lazy. have. How is this lazy? This is a game that you need to watch if you're a college football fan. Under 36 points between Iowa and Iowa State. Do I need to say more? Iowa scored 24 points against Utah State or Utah Tech, whoever they played last week. 24. Iowa State. Uh, They beat UNI last week. They're going to play each other, and if the over on punts was 36, I would take that. I would take that before I took the over-under on points. Uh, But there will not be more than 36 points taken this week. Uh, it will not be a shootout, and it will not be twenty-one to eighteen. It will be a miserable offensive experience, and I'm excited for it. That's always a fun one. My last one that I have here is Oklahoma minus sixteen versus SMU. I don't get why this line is not bigger. Oklahoma had so much juice against Arkansas State. SMU's fine, a good offensive line, but dude, I'm not. I'm not bought in on SMU, man, to, to put up a fight against Oklahoma. I think they're going to blow the mm. doors off of them. Oklahoma was down last year, so it wouldn't be atypical for them to decide to beat up on some of the uh, B to C tier Texas teams. So I don't hate it based on history, but I'm not super out on SMU either. My final, and this will be a vindictive bet. Until I find a, a bet Uh-oh. result that happens more vindictively to me. Until you draw the ire of me worse than what Baylor did, I'm going to bet against Baylor because those morons failed and they're going to fail again. <laughs> you know who, who, who got my, on my good side, Joe? Utah. Utah did some good things for me last week. Utah was fun. They played physical. And now they're only giving seven and a half points to Baylor. Pac-12 is here. I'm betting on the Pac-12 this year. I'm going to win some money. Baylor stinks and they got a weird coach. Don't cross Sean Anderson at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. We will be back on Sunday for our live stream. Don't miss it out. We'll talk to you folks later. Don't miss it out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.